1: part of the Locked On podcast network. Your team every day.
0: Welcome into another edition of the Locked On Panthers podcast, a part of the Locked On Podcast Network. I'm your host as always, Julian Council, talking Carolina Panthers with you every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday as we are here on off-season mode, but this week If the Panthers are going to be talking to the media Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday as mandatory minicamps going on here in Charlotte, I'll be speaking to you guys five days a week. So I got today's show. We always have the weekly Friday mailbag here on the show. And of course, participate. All you got to do is at me at Julian Council or really just DM me at Julian Council over on Twitter, where, of course, you should follow me on Twitter at Julian Council. That's how you can participate. But we should have shows Monday through Friday this week with mandatory minicamp going on here in Uptown Charlotte for your Carolina Panthers. Make sure to not miss a single episode of Lockdown Panthers by watching every episode and subscribing to every episode on YouTube. You can also check us out on all the podcasting platforms out there. So whether it be Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Odyssey, Stitcher, and all the other podcasting platforms out there, be sure to rate, review, and subscribe to Lockdown Panthers so you never miss a single episode throughout the summer. And throughout the year, today's episode of Locked On Panthers is brought to you by Bet Online. Bet Online has you covered this season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before. Bet Online, where the game starts. And the Carolina Panthers, as I've said before, there never seems to be a slow news day nowadays over on 800 South Mint Street. Mainly they've surrounded David Tepper, the Panthers owner who's had the Rock Hill dealing. And now, he's getting sued by York County and Rock Hill themselves is getting sued by York County and just the never ending saga of the drama surrounding David Tepper and what was referred to as his vanity project as the Panthers had the had the agreed upon Rock Hill headquarters and training facility that has now fallen through as Tepper's real estate company has filed for bankruptcy, which has become a problem for a lot of people that were contracted to do work there, but that's not, the latest news that had a lot of Panther fans on Saturday afternoon wondering what the hell is going on. And that news comes from Panthers wide receiver, Robbie Anderson, who tweeted in a since deleted tweet, ain't going to lie. Sorry, ain't going to lie. Thinking about retiring. That's what he put out there on Saturday. I was hanging out in Atlanta over the weekend, went to Coldplay on Saturday night. What a freaking show that was. Sitting around, hanging out on the belt line. Throughout the day, and then saw that tweet and was like, Okay, never can it just be a, a calm day here in Carolina. There always has to be something. So, Robbie put that out there. Ain't gonna lie, thinking about retiring. He later, of course, deleted that tweet. And then later on came back and said, The real and the struggle lived through me, and I can't never quit the same way y'all can't either. I don't know what's going on in Robbie Anderson's personal life back home. Of course, he spent his time down in Florida back home in Miami training throughout this voluntary portion of the offseason. He is now back uh, on Monday. He reported to Panthers mini camp, which was always the expectation when he did last year after having a great season, 2020, where he did not show up through the voluntary portion of it. And in this year, not showing up, which I question in a way, although respecting that's voluntary, just based off of the fact that Ben McAdoo, the new, o, new OCs here in Carolina and every brand new offense, you might think that this would be a good time for Robbie Anderson to be here, but clearly He's got some things going on, whether it's his dedication to playing football anymore, whether he wants to move on and do other things in his life. He was recently married. Maybe he's found some new perspective and he'd be happier that way. I don't know, but I saw that and I was just wondering myself, would it really be all that bad? Because y'all know me, if you've been playing, listening to the podcast, I'm kind of over Robbie Anderson. If we go back to last season, he had the emotional sideline episode. Um, after Sam Darnold threw three hellacious interceptions in the Philadelphia game. And Robbie Anderson came back on Monday after not speaking to the media on Sunday afternoon, talked about how, you know, I have a high football IQ, and I could see that they were sitting back on our routes. So we need to change things up. And he was telling Joe Brady to do that. And he vented to Evan Cooper, that like, why are we not doing, making these changes? And totally understand where he's coming from. But still, didn't look great at the moment. And I have never really sat here and criticized Robbie Anderson for that, because this is his job. This is his livelihood. He puts in so many hours of effort, sweat, and tears to try and to win and have success. And it stinks when you see something and it happens. And it's like, why did you not listen to me? But you have that. You have him, of course, later on that season yelling at Sam Darnold, telling him to tighten up on the sidelines. And it's never a great situation when you have your wide receiver yelling at your quarterback, especially a quarterback in Sam Darnold, who had been struggling up to that point in the season and did not have a great year last year. Playing in Carolina. He also called out Panther fans, calling them, I guess, fickle, as in, like, hey, well, we're not doing well now, but you know, when we start playing well, don't be on our side then. What I've also said to him in response is, Hey, Robbie, you've done absolutely nothing here in Carolina. Yes, you had the career year of your of your life. You had the best year of your life back in 2020. 95 receptions, 196 yards, three touchdowns. Then you followed it up last season with 53 receptions, 519 yards, and five touchdowns. You went from a career high catch percentage of 69.9% in 2020 to a career low, 48% last season in 2021. Is that because of Sam Darnold? Is that because of the offensive line? Or is it because of you dropping the football? Maybe you not being there throughout the entirety of the offseason program last year. I don't know what it was, but who are you to sit here and trying to tell Panther fans who have sat here for 27 seasons and never seen back-to-back winning seasons how to feel about their team that you're temporarily on? So I never appreciated that. And we can go back to the offseason earlier a couple of weeks ago when there was an Instagram post about Baker Mayfield potentially coming to Carolina. That was before the draft, the Panthers having those trade talks fall through. Anderson said, nah, I'm good. So Robbie played bad last year, came after the quarterback, which I don't think anyone's gonna be upset about, called out the fans, and it said no to a quarterback who's by far better than the one that he has currently on his roster and now is contemplating retirement again. Shut up to mandatory minicamp get his physical. And I'm sure to have the pictures taken, all that, as you saw the new number three, as he posted on his Instagram, changing from 11 to three this upcoming season here in Carolina. That is if he plays and it feels like he's going to play here this year in Carolina. He just restructured his contract back in March and converting 11.675 million of his salary into a signing bonus, meaning he gets all that money fully guaranteed and he'd have to pay it back. Were he to retire? I don't think Robbie Anderson's looking to pay back $11.675 million. He made $20 million the last couple of seasons. I think he even made more, more, maybe made more than that after they extended him last season. So still, I don't think Robbie Anderson's trying to give back any money, especially for a man who might be contemplating retirement. But if he's not all in, then the best thing for him and for the Carolina Panthers is for him to move on. And I've kind of felt the last couple of months, really dating back to November of last season, that it might be in the best interest of all parties. If they got rid of Robbie Anderson. And I believe that had a team given the Panthers a good enough deal this past during this off season, that the Panthers would have traded Robbie Anderson. There was rumors about the Jets being interested in him or Robbie being interested in going back to the Jets. There was interest in, there was uh, rumors about Bill Belichick and the Patriots being interested in Robbie Anderson, but it didn't seem like the price was where they needed him to be at. Now the only problem though, for Robbie Anderson potentially, if he were to end up not coming back for training camp, because he's here now, which is good. I'm happy that he's here now. He needs to be, but if he does not come back, it's not a it's not a great situation for Carolina. The draft is passed. The main part of free agency has all come and gone, and that's the time where they could have brought in a receiver. They didn't bring anybody in free agency. That's going to likely make a major impact on this roster. Yes, they brought back Keith Kirkwood, who spent the past two seasons injured here in Carolina last week. They brought in Rashard Higgins, who's had good years in Cleveland, and especially would help if Baker Mayfield comes here because they had a good connection up there with the Browns. But other than that, it's been a bunch of UDFAs, and they didn't draft anybody. Yeah, they drafted Terrace Marshall last year, who looks like he's playing really well so far. We'll see what he does in mandatory minicamp. He's one of the things I'm looking out for, and I'll talk about more of those here in just a moment. Got Shai Smith, who has his legal issues. I don't even know if he's actually been present so far during the offseason program. So you drafted two wide receivers last season that have some promise, potentially could step up and be that number two and three, next to DJ Moore for the next couple seasons. We'll see how it works out. But you don't want to lose a veteran wide receiver like Robbie Anderson. Especially someone who less than a year ago, the Carolina Panthers, were all in on and being a part of their future at that position as a wide receiver, too, moving forward. Now, if Robbie doesn't come back, there are options. Julio Jones is still available. Now he's been injured the last couple seasons. I don't know, as Panther fans, if you would want to see a former Falcons great uh, be in a Panthers uniform, but if he helps you win games, I think you can get right past it. Like the same people were saying, hey, maybe Drew Brees, even though Drew Brees seems to be a far more cooked than Julio Jones, I think possibly can give you some good stabs, but it's how healthy is he going to be? Odell Beckham Jr. is coming off the torn ACL that he suffered in the Super Bowl. He seems to me as someone who might want to try and resign with a contender um, later on in the season when he is healthy. T.O.A. Holton is still available. There's been talks that he might go to the Colts now that they have Matt Ryan. The same thing with Julio Jones that he could potentially go up to Indianapolis and team up with Matt Ryan. Now, Will Fuller is the name though. I look at if Robbie Anderson is to not come back after mandatory minicamp and deciding that this is not what he wants to do. Maybe it was just, it seemed like it was just Robbie kind of in his field. And I'm not saying that's a bad thing or not, just Robbie having some sort of thing going in his life where he's like, all right, I'm not really sure if I want to do this anymore, but he's here, which is a good thing, but he decides not to come back. Would love Will Fuller 28. He's only played. He only played two games last season, 11 and 2020, And in 11 and 2019, he's never played a full season, but he offers the same kind of skill set that Robbie Anderson offers deep ball threat. Honestly, when healthy, he's a better wide receiver. The problem is he's never healthy. So you have to factor that in, but they're gonna have to try and find somebody to replace him. Potentially. Those are some of the names that you're looking at. And I'm really looking at Will Fuller as a guy who potentially could be that, but again, Ryan Anderson reported a mandatory minicamp today on Monday. As things get going on Tuesday, got his physical done today, and everybody out there on the field Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday before taking a long break prior to the start of training camp down there in Spartanburg, South Carolina, on the campus of Wofford College. And speaking of mandatory minicamp, last chance for the Panthers to kind of see some players for a while as Sam Darnold, Matt Corral are trying to grab a hold of the new offense, Terrace Marshall's out there, Robbie Anderson, of course, and we just talked back his back and some guys that we haven't seen like Xavier Woods, we had on the field this upcoming week. I'll talk about some of the things I'm looking forward to ahead of mandatory minicamp the rest of the week here in Charlotte. Talk about more that and more right here on Locked On Panthers. At bluenile.com, you can celebrate all of life's special moments from creating the custom engagement ring of her dreams to gifting a classic timeless jewelry piece all at the prices you won't find at a traditional jeweler. Whether you're ready to pop the question, you're celebrating a milestone moment. Find jewelry as unique as her with the modern convenience of online shopping at Blue Nile.com. Build the engagement ring of her dreams or celebrate life's special moments with fine jewelry. No matter what you're looking for, Blue Nile has jewelry experts on hand 24 7. Make your moment sparkle with jewelry from BlueNile.com and Locked On Sports listeners get $50 off purchases of $500 or more. This podcast exclusive includes engagement rings. Use code LOCKED ON. That's code LOCKED ON PLUS. Every order is insured, chips free and arrives in discreet packaging that won't give away what's inside. Shop stress free and find your forever piece go to bluenow.com
1: today.
0: Carolina Panthers are back on the field Tuesday through Thursday this week in Uptown Charlotte after practice bubble and probably a little bit outside as well. Even I don't think they should be. It's going to be in the hundreds like all week here in Charlotte. So probably primarily inside at the Atrium Health Bubble, which is David Tepper's only achievement so far as far as finding a new practice facility for the Carolina Panthers and trying to upgrade the facilities here as he never wants this team to be at a competitive disadvantage. But I'm not supposed to be taking shots to David Tepper right now supposed to be talking about what I'm excited to see what I'm looking for this week during mandatory minicamp. And it's important to also recognize that they're not going to be in pads. There's not going to be hitting. They are still out there in shorts and T-shirts working out, trying to do installs and learn the new offense that Ben McAdoo has brought in. And he said two weeks ago that this is not really a period of time where they're looking to have competition. Once they get down to training camp at Wofford, that's when we'll see jobs up for grabs right now. As you look at the wide receiver position, DJ Moore, wide receiver one, likely Robbie Anderson, wide receiver two, and then wide receiver three, currently Terrace Marshall. So right now we're not looking at competition. Sam Darnold, Matt Corral, all that's the same. But still, it's an important period of time as the Carolina Panthers have really one last opportunity until the end of July to evaluate what's on their roster and whether they need to make some moves, and they brought in a player on Monday who could potentially be a Panther by time you watch or listen to this podcast whenever you get to it. And we'll get to him here in a few moments. But as far as what I'm looking for this week, let's go ahead and start at quarterback. I know we spent a lot of time talking about quarterback, but again, until the Carolina Panthers, find that guy who has proven on the field, not through what we say on Twitter, what I say on this podcast, what we say out there anywhere, until someone has proven it on the field in the National Football League, we're continue to talk about how important that position is and how they need to identify a long-term viable option. Could that be Matt Corral? Absolutely. Will it be? We will see. But at this point in time, the Panthers have options that they can exercise if they look at Corral and they look at Sam Darnold after this week and think, I don't know if those guys are the guys that we need. We need someone else out of that room to add in competition and feel better heading to 2022, especially – For Matt Rule, a guy who said last week, hey, I've been under the gun lately, and I really, really need to get to know my guys better. And, of course, it would help if they can find a a quarterback. As he said, we're not in a position to say no to a veteran at that point. And Dan Graziano of ESPN.com is a NFL insider. He wrote on Sunday saying that the likeliest scenario for Baker Mayfield and for Jimmy Garoppolo at this point is that both of those guys would be cut. Garoppolo can't stay on the roster very long for San Francisco because then his, guarantee, his salary becomes fully guaranteed. So they cut him down. It's only a $1 million uh, dead cap hit for Baker Mayfield. The Browns are going to owe him $18.858 million regardless, unless they're able to trade him away. Or if, if they cut him, another team, whatever salary they pay him, which would be the league minimum, the Browns would then have to pay the remainder of that. So likely the Browns paying $17 million of it, or the other team pays $1 million of it for Baker Mayfield. So right now, it looks like the Panthers could get Jimmy Garoppolo or Baker Mayfield, basically for free, not having to give up any assets, which I would like to see if they're going to bring in a quarterback by not giving up any assets at all. According to Graziano, that the likeliest scenario right now, as far as what the quarterbacks that they would take is that Mayfield would end up in Seattle if cut and that Garoppolo would end up here in Carolina if cut. Although Baker Mayfield has been able to throw because he had offseason shoulder surgery on his non-throwing shoulder, while Jimmy Garoppolo is not able to throw currently, which is is kind of a problem. That's why it's a big week this week for Sam Darnold and for Matt Corral, especially Sam Darnold, to show that, hey guys, you don't need to go out there and bring anybody in. I know you're interested in, I know you wanted to get Baker at some point in this offseason. I know you wanted Deshaun. I know you looked at uh, um, Russell Wilson, but I'm going to show you right now that I'm your guy. And last week, Mac Rule, the head coach here in Carolina, said that, wow, that's the best practice I've ever seen from Sam Darnold. Maybe Ben McAdoo is, you know, throwing on his magic pixie dust on Sam Darnold and Sam Darnold's finally figuring out, like, hey, maybe this is what you have to do to be a good quarterback. Maybe I'm not as bad as I've shown the last couple of seasons. Maybe I actually was worthy of number three overall pick. Okay, well, maybe we'll see it. I don't know. But it's a big week for him. It's also a big week for Matt Corral. I was on with Adam Gold, a 99.9 fan in Raleigh last week, and he was asking me, you know, what I was looking for ahead of this mini camps period. And I was saying Matt Corral, because at some point this season, they might need him. P.J. Walker, had someone ask me, did they make a mistake by bringing him back? I don't think they did. You have a guy who's been a, who's been able to come in as a starter the last two years as a backup quarterback, and you won with him. You can win a game with P.J. Walker. Can you win over a long period of time with P.J. Walker? Probably not. He seems to be kind of a low-end backup quarterback, but he has enough value to where it makes sense to bring him in, especially when you have a rookie quarterback in Matt Corral who they want to bring along slowly. But there's a possibility at some point this season that it makes more sense for the Panthers to play Corral Instead of P.J. Walker in the event that Darnold either struggles or that he get in, gets injured or both, like we saw last season. And so Matt Corral's development is vital for the Panthers' potential success this upcoming season. So get him ready to go in the event that he needs to play, which I would not rule out him having an opportunity to play this year. Now, the hope is, I, at least for me, is that, hey, he gets a chance to just redshirt this year and then he can start in 2023 if that's what happens. And that's not necessarily like throwing him out there right away, just to get him out there instead of watching Darnold. That's something I'm looking for this upcoming week down there uh, during mandatory minicamp. I'm also looking to see what's going to happen at wide receiver. Robbie Anderson's now shown up, but this has been a big period of time the last couple of weeks for Terrace Marshall to be there, get the hands-on learning and training of this new offense. And he looked good last week. What, does he look good again this week? Does he kind of show this coaching staff that, hmm, Maybe we'd be fine without Robbie after all. Now, you have to have a number three wide receiver, and there's one saying that says that you're only as good as your number three wide receiver, which is pretty far to reach to go and uh, kind of evaluate the overall uh, offense's ability. But it, it does make sense, because you go back to 2020 and how well that team was when Curtis Samuel was here, how well the offense ran to Curtis Samuel here, and then looking back to last year where the wide receiver two dropped off and the number wide receiver three never really emerged here in Carolina, and there is a, a level of merit to that same, but I'm really looking to see what Terrace Marshall can do and what uh, Robbie Anderson, of course, can do now that he's back here in Carolina. And does he look interested? Does he look like the same Robbie that he looked like in 2020? Can he get back to that, that form? Because we need him if he's going to be here in Carolina this upcoming season. And offensive line, don't really know what you can make out of that. Same thing with edge rusher. Yes, you want to know what you have opposite of Brian Burns. And Phil Snow said that they, they're expecting a lot of Etor Gross mottos at the defensive end spot. Now taking um that spot that has now been vacated by Morgan Fox. They released him to allow the second-round pick in 2020 out of Penn State to have the opportunity to show what he can do. Marquise Haynes is also back. He's been someone who has had seven sacks for the last two seasons and can be a good situational pass rusher. Now getting more of an opportunity. Likely this season, what can he do? Frankie Luvu, um, Shaq Thompson. Jeremy Chin come from the safety position, uh, Corey Littleton, all guys that have been mentioned as potential situational pass rushers in this Panthers defense. So you can look at that. I just don't know what we're really going to be able to see. I'm interested to see as far as it's kind of like, you know, you're throwing against air a lot of times, but you're going to get the defensive backs out there actually performing at a decent level. What does Dante look like? What does JC Horn look like as in interception last week on PJ Walker, but really a guy we haven't seen at all has been Xavier Woods. The the free safety that they signed in free agency from Minnesota last year, played every snap on special teams and defensively had over a hundred tackles, really good year for him. He's now in here on a three-year deal in Carolina should be the starting safety next to Jeremy Chin this upcoming season. He was not there throughout the voluntary portion because his wife had a baby, which makes a lot of sense. It's voluntary. Matt rule mentioned that he believes that it should be voluntary and well, lived, he I mean, he demonstrated what he said by kind of letting these guys go out there and live their lives and be with their families. And I think that's been the case with Xavier Woods. But now with this being mandatory, excited to see what he looks like. You know, what does he add to the secondary? Can he be one of those players that can be an impact for the Carolina, an impact player for the Carolina Panthers' upcoming season? So there's a few of the things I'm looking forward to this upcoming week as mandatory minicamps going on here in Charlotte through Tuesday through Thursday. Also, the Carolina Panthers, though, big question mark opposite of Brian Burns this upcoming season at defensive end. Could that be answered in the way of a pass rusher who spent last season in Seattle? We'll talk about that here in just a moment on Locked On Panthers. BetOnline.net is your number one source for all your betting stats and sports info. Find all of the latest sports developments, news and odds, including this year's NBA Finals Game 5 going on tonight in San Francisco as the Warriors tied up the series on Friday night. Steph Curry, Charlotte's own, dropping 43 points. Hopefully he can finally get that NBA Finals. MVP. Also, the Stanley Cup Finals going on this week as the Tampa Bay Lightning are going for number three as they face off against the Colorado Avalanche. Major League Baseball is also going on, and of course, you can all get all the latest fighting news from MMA and UFC to boxing. BetOnline is your continued source for all your sports wagering information, including live betting, esports, and more. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends in action. BetOnline, where the game starts. The Panthers defensive coordinator, he's done a really good job here the past two seasons. He's someone who came in with really no tools to work with. He had Shaq Thompson, he he had Brian Burns, but outside of that, there was not a lot of veterans on this Panthers roster. K.K. Short was here, but he, of course, suffered an injury once again during that 2020 season. And it was Phil Snow who's spent a lot of time in football, who's not really given the most to work with when he got here to Carolina, but he's done a fantastic job with this defense towards the end of the 2020 season and all of last year. They were fantastic, of course, struggled later on in the year with injuries and also when it came to stopping the run, which hopefully can be fixed this upcoming season. And Phil Snow mentioned last week, now with the um, addition of Damian Wilson at linebacker and even Corey Littleton, that he thinks they should be a lot stronger this year up the middle at the linebacker spot, which is the hope. But there is a key spot though, on this defense, that is a big question mark for the Carolina Panthers. And while I trust Phil Snow, and this might be me saying the opposite, it's hard for me to sit here and feel confident in what's opposite of Brian Burns at the edge rusher spot. Itor our gross probably is probably going to be more of a down pass rusher this year. He can potentially be a really good player for the Carolina Panthers and give a lot more than what they got out of Morgan Fox last year at that position. But still, they're going to need someone. At that stand-up outside of linebacker spot to take over the production that has now been lost with Hassan Reddick and his 11 sacks going back home to the Philadelphia Eagles. There's been talk of Marquise Haynes. There's been talk of Damien Wilson. There's been talk of Corey Littleton. Maybe Brandon Smith fits in there. Um, Frankie Luvo who's going to get an opportunity to be a starter this season. There's been a lot of talk of a by committee approach from at least the outside and inside. Phil Snow thinks that it could just be a guy like Haynes who steps up. He's added more weight. He's now up to 250 after playing at 240. But the Panthers could really be aided by bringing in a veteran pass rusher. We've seen guys like Melvin Ingram go off the board. We've seen Jadavion Clowney go back to Cleveland. And there have not been that many great options out there. Well, maybe there actually is a good option. Carlos Dunlap, two-time Pro Bowl free agent, uh, spent last year in Seattle. He's now come to Charlotte on Monday to visit the Carolina Panthers. The Panthers are basically his hometown team as he grew up in North Charleston, South Carolina, and he would hopefully replace the production that was left off from Hassan Reddick last season. Not only did he come in for a meeting, but according to Darren Gann of Panthers.com, he also was getting a physical while being here to visit, which to me could signal a quick signing. Justina Anderson, an NFL insider, formerly of ESPN. I think now she does some work with CBS and also is independent. She tweeted out on Monday, I'm told that free agent defensive end Carlos Dunlap's visit with the Panthers began today with physicals and will continue tomorrow with meetings with the coaches per a league source. So very quickly, Dunlap could come to Charlotte on Monday for a physical and a visit, then meet on Tuesday with the Panthers coaches and then be out there maybe on Wednesday in day two of mandatory minicamp as a Carolina Panther in a uniform. I think he probably came here with the intention, at least the Panthers brought him in here with the intention of potentially signing him if the physical checked out and if, Dunlap liked the vision and plan that they have for him. Last season in Seattle, he had eight and a half sacks, eight tackles for loss, and seven passes uh, deflected. That seems like a good player to bring in here to Carolina to replace Hassan Reddick. I don't think that Frankie Luva by himself is replacing Hassan Reddick's production. I don't think Marquise Haynes is, produ- is, is going to replace that production. Maybe together they might. I still would not necessarily go out there and say that would be the case. But if you add in Dunlap, who was a fantastic player in Cincinnati where he's a pro bowler than last year was good for Seattle, a place that has really struggled to find a pass rusher over the last couple of seasons. Why not bring him here? Now, Fitterer wasn't there when he, when Dunlap was there in Seattle, it doesn't matter. There's still that connection. Cause he can talk to the guys in Seattle. I'm sure he has. And John Snyder, the general manager there, who he spent a long time with and you can ask him, Hey, what do you think about Dunlap? Is that someone who was, is a good team player. Can he fit in this locker room, be a veteran presence, be a be your leader. And it seems like he's checking all the boxes. So I am absolutely down for the Carolina Panthers to sign Carlos Dunlap, get that veteran. And it does not preclude them from not being able to go out there and bring someone in after roster cutdowns. That seemed to be their plan up until this point that they would wait until August, September, whenever the final roster cutdowns are, and then see who's out there available that could potentially be a good player for them. And I still feel like that would be the case for Carolina that they would do that. But now this is allows them, if Dunlap stays healthy and shows that he still has the talent and skill to provide the kind of production he provided last year in Seattle, maybe not eight and a half sacks, but if he can get to six, six and a half, and then you add what Marquise Haynes has done in the last couple of seasons, like, there we go, we're just basically a half a sack short of 11 and then Louvu can give you something you've already made up for that production over with three different players and he probably is not going to cost very much at all for Carolina they have the second most cap space in the league and this is why you have it four signings like Carlos Dunlap so Scott Bitterer get the job done get it done right here Dunlap's in here if the physical checks out if he likes what you're saying and you like what he's saying go ahead sign him getting him out of there in a Panthers uniform let's see what we can do uh, throughout the next couple of days his mandatory minicamp's going on here in Charlotte all right, so as far as mandatory minicamp goes, as we're going to wrap up this episode of Locked On Panthers, I think they're speaking to the media every day. If they are, that will give us content. This is basically the last content week of the entire uh, off season until we get down to training camp, which is why we're in offseason mode Mondays, Wednesdays, and Fridays, typically moving forward until the end of July or whenever they tell them they got to start doing five a week again. But if we have mandatory mini camps, which we have going on this week, they have them talking and providing their perspective, especially a guy like Robbie Anderson, who – I would imagine needs to be put out there so we can hear his perspective, why he decided to do this. If they signed Carlos Dunlap, all that news, actual tangible news. If that's out there, you'll get an episode every single day this week. So again, it's important that you rate and review and subscribe to the show over on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Odyssey, Stitcher, so you don't miss a single episode on all those podcasting platforms. It's also important that you can subscribe over to the show. You can click here if you're watching on YouTube. Go subscribe to the Locked Panthers channel on YouTube so you don't miss a single episode of the podcast so go ahead and do that again it's friday every show we're gonna every week we have a friday show so weekly friday mailbag so again be sure to rate review and oh, hell geez be sure to follow me on twitter at julian council and mainly dm me at twitter at julian council to participate for the weekly friday mailbag so no matter what every friday we have that going on unless of course the holiday weekend but still every friday the weekly friday mailbag at me at julian council dm me at julian council but follow me over there on twitter at julian council in the meantime. Stay safe. Stay cool. It is a hot one out there. Like, it's ridiculously hot. Record highs going on here in the next couple of days here in Charlotte. And come back here on Tuesday as we'll break down day one. A mandatory mini camp for the Carolina Panthers. Until then, I'll talk to y'all. Or stay safe. Hell, I don't know. I'm horrible close. Goodbye.